NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Set the Edge, powered by PointsBet on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman, and as always, I am joined by Drew Densick. And today is the first of a three-part series of Bet the Edge. That's right, we are rolling out the first of a three-part series counting down to NFL training camp. And today, Super Bowl champion quarterback Sean King will join us to discuss which teams he believes are worth buying now to get ahead on the market. But before we get to that, Drew... Fourth of July weekend, Fourth of July yesterday. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was amazing. We missed you here in California, obviously. Hopefully you get a chance to come out to yes. the uh to the best coasts at some point this summer. But uh we had outstanding weather. Uh just a just a joy uh being at the beach. Uh so no complaints from me. Uh watched a lot of tennis. Uh Nick Kyrgios, Stefano Sisipas put on a show for us this Phenomenal. week. Phenomenal. But really the, the show was stolen by Miss Ons Jabor, who moves on to the quarterfinals today. She's taking on Buzkova. We are yeah. feeling cautiously optimistic that she punches her ticket to a semifinal. And I'll tell you what, everybody else getting out of her way. Uh, this feels like mm -hmm. our Tunisian princess is going to take home her first ever slam title here this weekend. I am very, very excited for these next three matches, uh, starting off with today, where I think I make her about a minus 400 favorite to uh, move through to semifinals. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask what you would make her for today as we anxiously await for her match. Iga out, not that she was probably the biggest competitor just because you talked about more of a uh, clay court than grass court player with Iga. So yes, rooting for Anstravor. I've been following her ridiculously throughout Wimbledon <laughs> because of you. I know we have big bets on her. Um, so that's exciting. And in terms of 4th of July... So Maryland, not in California, not on the West Coast like you. I cannot wait. I am going out there this month, so I'm excited. So hopefully you and I will get together in person. But yes, uh, sports betting-wise, besides Ons Jabor, I'm just going to say I am ice cold right now. I don't even mind admitting that. Like, I really hope today is a bounce-back spot outside of a Wimbledon bets that you've given me because your girl needs help. But luckily, in a little bit, we will start talking about the NFL. And I am fired up about that because that is definitely my strength. And we're going to get to a lot of NFL uh, insight in just a little bit on this three-part series. But any other notes before we jump into this for Wimbledon for today? Well, it's the dog days of summer. Hopefully you got all your, your winning bets in at the hot dog eating contest yesterday. Unders, uh, just I told you cruising. I don't bet the hot dog. <laughs> I told you that. It was, it was, uh, that was a mess, but, uh, no, I, I, I have, uh, uh, I'm, I'm rooting against scam Nori right now. I'm rooting, uh, I don't have a rooting interest in Djokovic center, although it would be wild to see center pull off the upset. It looks like Djokovic has got control of this match now. Um, so other than that, uh, I have an edge of the day in tennis, but uh, I think everything else is, is pretty fairly priced. 
Okay, so we'll wait till the end of the episode to hear where you're going for tennis. Hey, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in Major League Baseball on the PGA Tour and NASCAR circuit. We also have a special contest on Tuesday and Thursday called Battle of the Bets, where you can agree or disagree with our experts for a shot to win some cash. That's today. Be sure to check that out on the NBC. I wonder who it is. Oh, it's me versus. I was, uh, are you on? Yeah, so today. To, yeah. Okay. I have I have three baseball plays, so you know okay. they're going to be sure. Maybe I fade the experts. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let me see what they the are. Experts. All <laughs> day this summer, like, yeah, maybe I'll tell you more after baseball. It is hard to win in baseball. It's okay. I'll see what your plays are, and then maybe get involved in Taylor fade on the NBC Sports <laughs> Predict Draft. Now that I know you're on it. Okay, it's time to talk NFL. I teed it up. We're really excited. Uh, no longer a tease. We have Sean King joining us now. And the theme really of, of this uh, episodic you know, shows we're doing here on Bet the Edge are going to be different angles to attack the NFL. And today we're talking about buy low now teams, teams that we think have value right now before they get into training camp and beginning of the season. So, uh, Sean, I'll start with the Las Vegas Raiders with the AFC. We're going to head into the AFC first here. And this is a team I know that you're in on. You like the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if it's because you live there or obviously you like the addition of Devontae Adams and what have you. So let's begin with the with the Las Vegas Raiders. Their win total eight and a half. They're plus six fifty to win the division. What you make of this team and why we should buy in on them now? Well, listen, Sarah, before we get into that, people call me a lot of things, but for you, I'm going to be Dr. King. I have a cure for your illness. Your boy has been hot as fish grease ever since I picked St. Peter's outright to beat Purdue in March Madness. I've been hot. I'm so this hot. energy over. Hey, listen, I was so hot in hockey, they named me Puck Stradamus. I'm so hot in baseball, my new name is Big Stickadamus. I'm just telling you. Holler at your boy. Shoot me a DM. Hit me up on Twitter. Shoot me a text. I got you. We'll get you out of this slump. Yeah, I've never needed to hear that more in my life, Sean. I knew there was a reason we were bringing you on today. It wasn't just to talk about the NFL. Um, but in terms of the Raiders, in terms of the Raiders, and I am excited for the wins, um, what stands out to you about this team and ultimately why should we buy in on them now? Well, I think when you look at the division, there's been so much fanfare about Russell Wilson going to Denver, justifiably so. Uh, he's a guy that's led a team to two Super Bowls. He's won one. You look at Kansas City, anytime Patrick Mahomes is involved in anything, that's going to get notoriety. It's going to be the topic of shows. And then the Chargers. I mean, Justin Herbert's, you know, one of the top two or three up-and-coming young quarterbacks. You know, they made some offseason moves to solidify their defense. And yet it's the Raiders that were in the playoffs last year, not the Broncos, not the Chargers. And they went out and added the best wide receiver in the National Football League and Devontae Adams, and they added Chandler Jones to that defensive line to go with Max Crosby. So if you're just talking under the radar, uh, great value, mm -hmm. I think it's the Raiders. I mean, they're literally going to line up in week one and have the best wide receiver in football, one of the top four tight ends in football, one of the top five, six slot receivers in Hunter Renfro, and Carr, who he's a top half of the league quarterback. So 
you know, I think there's a lot of value there. I think Russell's talented, but maybe it takes a little more time for Denver to put all the pieces together. Uh, who knows if Kansas City's really Kansas City without Cheetah? Like, Patrick Mahomes is great, but from a defensive schematic standpoint, you have to game plan differently when they have an asset like Tyreek Hill. You have to account for him no matter where he's at. You have to give him attention. So that makes everybody else better. Now that he's gone, I mean, we'll see. I'm not doubting Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting Patrick Mahomes. But I'm saying I think there's, you know, a level of doubt there. And the Chargers still have one of the uh, – I don't really know the adjective used for him, but, I mean, their coach probably can decide if they win four or five games. I mean, who knows when he's going to be backed up on his own one-yard line and go for it on fourth down you know, two minutes into the game. So, you know, Brandon Staley being Brandon Staley, he, I mean, Josh McDaniels, second go-round, really talented offense, great defensive line. I think mm-hmm. Oakland, I think Las Vegas is, what, plus 750 or something to just win a division. You know, I think there's a lot of value there. That was a great breakdown. I tend to agree with every single point you made. I'm glad you brought up the coaching change too, because they made the playoffs last year with the interim head coach. Uh, and, uh, you know, in general, the leadership that Carr has shown throughout his tenure, uh, kind of keeping that team together as they change cities. Uh, and then in particular, and in, in the turmoil that they had in that locker room last year to get that team to the playoffs was pretty outstanding and not really very you know, well covered, I didn't think. Um, you had mentioned Carr is a top half of the league quarterback. What, like, what is his ceiling, though? Like, what is he, like, do we have to get uh, kind of a top 10 performance out of him for the Raiders to win this division, considering how competitive it is? So here's what's interesting. I think I have, like, guards like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins in the top half of the league, but I think we've seen what and who they are. I don't know if they have a whole lot of upside. I also have guys like Carson Wentz in the top half of the league, and he gets a lot of criticism. I know we're going to get the commanders later, but the difference between him, Carr, and Cousins, I think Wentz still has upside. I don't think we've seen his best football, but Carr's proven that his best football is playoff caliber. So, you know, if you're talking Raiders are going to make the playoffs, then, I mean, why not take a shot on them to win the division? I want to uh, just, I was going to just make a quick comment here about the Kansas City Chiefs and how tough it is obviously being in their division. But I think a good point is that Tyreek Hill, and as you alluded to, obviously he's gone out to Miami. Now they're going to get involved with Juju Smith-Schuster and, and MVS, which is not the same caliber as Tyreek Hill, no matter what. It's going to be an interesting team to follow. Um, but I kind of like the Raiders too, strictly because of everything you said. And plus 650, they were 10 to 1 to win the division a few months ago. So a lot of money has now come in on Las Vegas. But let's head over to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, This is a team that Drew and I have talked about just a little bit over the last couple of months, mainly because of the quarterback situation and Matt Ryan and kind of what we make of him and what he will bring to this team. And obviously the public and a lot of betters ultimately think that there's going to be a step up here. Nine and a half wins is their total over is juiced to minus 155. They're favored minus 110 to win the division. They have a pretty easy, easy schedule, especially at the beginning, which if you do like their win total or to win, them to win the division, now be the time to get involved. They open with the Texans and the Jags, third easiest schedule, as I said. They have not won the division, though, dating back to 2014, Sean. What do you think about the Colts and what should we expect from them? Well, great offensive line, tremendously talented running back. And the only thing that scares you is that's probably the only areas they're elite on offense. Yeah. Now, it's weird where I think 
two trades happened and both teams got better. But I think this is one of those situations. I think Matt Ryan and his consistency is a better fit for what the Colts want to do. And I think Carson Wentz's upside is a better fit for what the commanders want to do. So I do think just from a, a intangible standpoint that Matt Ryan will bring a, a unique confidence to Indianapolis. You know, the interesting point for me is they kind of got a pass last year because Houston and Jacksonville were so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, now that Doug Peterson is in Jacksonville, they've upgraded that front. They added Trayvon Walker. They added uh, the linebacker from Utah, who I really love. And they already had the linebacker uh, from Kentucky. I'm drawing a blank on his name. That team's going to be a lot better. You know, people say what you want, but, you know, I've talked to people on the Houston staff. They really think Davis Mills is going to have a breakout year. Now, I'm not saying this is going to get in the way of anything Indianapolis has going, but I'm saying the division is a lot tougher than people Mm -hmm. think, and especially last year. So I do think Indianapolis is a team to watch. I wouldn't take them at that price because at the end of the day, if Derrick Henry stays hard and, you know, you get regular season Ryan Tannehill, you know, even though the A.J. Brown is gone, Tennessee is going to be like a force to reckon with, especially in the regular season. So, you know, I just don't think there's a lot of value there with the Colts, but I do think they're a really good team. And I do think Matt Ryan enhances them more Mm -hmm. so than Carson Wentz did. Okay. Yeah. I, again, agree with all your points. And, you know, even though they got a pass against Jacksonville last year, if they beat Jacksonville last week of the season, they go to the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it still is a very uh, uh, tough line. You lose the earth. Oof, yeah. You lose oof. Urban Meyer, man. That's a oof. tough loss. Oof, to you. Um, but yeah, the uh, in general, the um, uh, the Colts look to me at least like a well priced team. Like they're going to make the playoffs. They're not right. going anywhere though. Like right. this isn't a team that you expect can go toe to toe with the elite offenses in the AFC once it gets to the playoffs. Safe to say, so, not a buy now, yeah. twelve to one. <clears throat> For right. me. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: we saw the Tennessee Titans race out and get the number one overall seed last year in the mm-hmm. AFC. What good did that do them? Not much. Right. It was very tough to extract value on that ticket, even if you got them at the bottom of the market. You still uh, needed them to beat the the Bengals and get to the next round of the playoffs if you were going to try to get any value there, and you didn't. So um, tough tough for me to say the same exact thing wouldn't happen with the Colts. Um, and, you know, they could be a, a one and done, even if they get the number one seed, uh, which isn't crazy considering how easy their schedule is. Um, what do you make of uh, one of the more buzzy teams um, from Sarah's neck of the woods, uh, a team that uh, I think a lot of people feel is um, primed for a comeback considering who they're getting back from injury, namely, you know, one of the most dynamic athletes in the NFL with Lamar Jackson behind uh, under center there. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are catching steam because people expect that uh, the Browns aren't going to be quite as good as advertised and there could be a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, are you in in the, in the mindset that the Ravens are due for a bounce back season? Well, I think when you look at that division, and, and sorry, Sarah, I hate to go against you. I think <laughs> Pittsburgh's got more value than Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, unless Rashad Bateman is the next coming of Michael Irvin, <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson going to be playing killer carrier. For you guys that don't know, that's a Southern game where you throw the ball up in the air and you catch it yourself. And then you go try and run and score because, I mean, they're already devoid of elite assets at the wide receiver position. And then you get rid of Hollywood Brown, although I thought it was a good trade long term. For the short term, 
Mm-hmm. I just don't know where – who is he throwing the ball to? Yeah, Rashad Bateman. <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, seriously, yeah. Rashad Bateman hasn't been able to stay healthy. And when's the last time uh, a moderately fast Big Ten wide receiver proved to be elite <laughs> or capable of being the number one guy in the NFL? I mean, that conference just hadn't really produced, like, non-elite talented guys at that position. I guess I'm so high and higher, and I guess like a lot of people in the Baltimore Ravens, strictly because of their running game and the guys coming off injury. Not to mention, yeah, we talk about Rashad Bateman and the step he needs to take up, obviously. It's not like Marquise Brown had a ton of success. I would say he was more of a distraction for the defensive purposes. He didn't really have a ton of big plays nor touchdowns last year. For the Ravens, Mark Andrews, by the way, 1,300 yards last season. One of the Good best. tight end. Yeah, really an incredible tight end. Tight end. Um, but just thinking about the players returning for the Baltimore Ravens and why I think they're a bye now, and we kind of touched on it. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, obviously Lamar coming back from injury, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Ronnie, St- Ronnie Stanley, and then, of course, I like their addition with their new safety coming out of Notre Dame and Hamilton. So, And their head coach, obviously. Love to back him anyway. Nine and a half wins, though. Now you're looking at taking the over. It's minus 155, but I'm high on the Ravens. I've certainly talked about it a lot on this show but drew i actually am curious for your opinion um on the baltimore ravens if you would buy in on them now not necessarily low i mean they have caught a lot of steam as of late but 11 to 1 to win the afc and plus 165 to win the afc north i have questions about you know their ability to go toe-to-toe offensively with some of the other elite teams we kind of, kind of the case we made for why not to bet on the colts i feel like is pretty similar for why not to bet on the baltimore ravens even if they win the north even if they get a home game, you know, round one of the playoffs, are they good enough to get the one seed in the AFC? No, not in my in my opinion, no. And then are they good enough to go score for score with the likes of the Bills, Chiefs, or even Bengals uh, in the playoffs? And to that answer, I, you know, that question, I say no as well. Um, now, if Lamar Jackson is MVP form, then, you know, you can post, you know, put this clip, clip this segment and, you know, shove it in my face. If you're a Ravens fan, that's fine. But I, you know, realistically, uh, you know, I think there is a little bit too much that you were putting on his shoulders. If you're trying to get him to score 30 points in a playoff game against the likes of some of these other and, elite and, and, offenses. And, and Drew and Sarah, I want to be on record as saying, I think Lamar Jackson is an amazing talent. I just think he always gets a raw deal. He's one of the one, elite quarterbacks that nobody talks about or puts pressure on the organization to surround him with better talent. Sure. Who knows how good Lamar could be if he actually got elite players on his side of the football. And listen, I love Kyle Hamilton, but the Ravens didn't need a safety. They, they already have two really, really good ones. So I'm fascinated to figure out how they play the game with three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then you got the Bengals sitting there who I don't know how you can make a Super Bowl and have a chip on your shoulder the following year, but they're going, they're sitting there like no one's talking about us. We upgraded the one part of our team that was huge deficiency, which is the yeah. offensive line. Definitely. And we pretty much have everything else coming back. So, you know, yeah. we'll see how it works and, and say what you want about Pittsburgh. I think Trubisky's going to have a bounce back year. I think any Mike Tomlin coach team is always going to be top 12 defensively. And uh, Najee Harris is emerging as one of the elite running backs. And even though they got, they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster, they still have uh, Deontay Johnson and mm-hmm. Chase Claypool. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have talent. So, uh, you know, I just think it's a very, very competitive division. And, and listen, 
I think the reason that we're not going to delve into this conversation, but I think the reason that the NFL allowed, we want to suspend him from a year indefinitely to get out there publicly is so that when a shorter suspension is announced, they can say that, you know, this is what we wanted, but it's all collectively bargained with the players union. And this is what we agreed to as a compromise. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one last thought about the Ravens on draft day. So a lot of people kind of going about their draft because they got so many players that were graded higher on the draft boards than their slot. They ultimately got Hamilton being kind of the prime example sure. and they traded away Brown on day one of the draft, which Who was is, already in yeah, Arizona. So obviously he knew he knew. Yeah, they, they, that was that was not a surprise. I, I don't think. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, a team like the Eagles brought in AJ Brown and like that player fits so well with what Lamar Jackson's strengths are and what you can do particularly with, uh, you know, play action. If you have AJ Brown running, you know, running the slant across the middle, who's just Mm -hmm. always open on that play. Um, And I feel like they needed to be a little bit less, kind of cutesy and kind of getting the best value from everyone and you know maybe a little bit more aggressive in, maybe, in a market for getting a top tier wide receiver to put on that roster yeah maybe an argument that they kind of drafted for the future maybe yeah. next season or the season following compared to this season I understand it I'm not high in the Pittsburgh Steelers Sean but certainly I, I do understand where you are coming from obviously uh the best or biggest number rather eight to one to win the AFC North so if you like them and you think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a big year for them then ultimately get involved. That's a really juicy price in an extremely competitive AFC North. We're going to get to the NFC in just a minute, but a reminder that weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Angels take on the Orioles in Baltimore on Sunday, July 10th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to peacocktv.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. I know Drew will be involved. He's always involved in the Grand Slam Pick'em. Yet to win, but Drew, this is your weekend to get it done. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited, must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 332-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions.
Like I said, we're going to head over to the NFC, and there are a few teams that you mentioned, Sean, and I'm going to begin with the Commanders because you talked about, obviously, a, a good trade happening um, for Carson Wentz now heading over to Washington. Their win total is 7.5. They're plus 475 to win the division, 33-1 to one to win the NFC. Certainly, if you want to buy low, this would be the spot, right? Not a lot of believers in Carson Wentz. What do you make of him on the Washington Commanders, and is this a team we should buy in on? In my Charles Barkley voice, guarantee they are winning more than seven and a half games. Carson Wentz is a humongous upgrade. Uh, you get Chase Young coming back off of an underachieving year where he will feel like he needs to go out and reassert himself. You know, whereas last year you got him coming off of all the parades, all the awards, you know, feeling like he had arrived. So you're going to get a motivated defensive front. My boy Warren Sapp went down there, dropped some gems. I'm just telling you, I, I love the commanders. I think they have a legit shot to win the NFC East. I'm selling everything Eagles, and I'm buying everything Redskins. No, I mean Washington football team. No, I mean commanders. <laughs> all three generations of paraphernalia. I am all in on the commanders. That's a decent price at plus four. We're going head to head on that one, Sean. I'm not getting involved with anything, Washington, and I will be on the record saying that. And if I'm wrong, you can clip it. Who do you like, Sarah? (laughs) I like the Eagles. So let me let me explain something to you. Jay Z came out with a song. I think it's called Hollywood, and he said the most difficult thing in the world is when you look in the mirror and you feel like you've arrived, and that's the problem with the Eagles. None of those guys have ever done anything of substance during the actual season. And yet people have already anointed them as this year's team. That's a very difficult mindset Uh to come into the season under because you take things for granted. If you go and look at some of the comments coming out of Eagles camp, oh, this is as good as we've ever looked. We're 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 ready to take over the world. We're going to be unstoppable. I always sell that product because that product <laughs> don't work the first year. <laughs> they gotta, I, they I will say I bet into this team, and it is unfortunate because everything I've been seeing on social media and a lot of analytic people I follow in the NFL are all over Philadelphia, and it is not a great feeling because obviously it gets in you know players, coaches. I think the mindset of the team. When I bet into the Philadelphia Eagles plus two fifty, they're now plus two hundred. This is a team that you could have got eight and a half, nine wins. Now you're looking at nine and a half. So much steam is coming on the Eagles. I do agree. There has been a lot of smoke and a lot of positive noise coming out before anything has been done on the field. Um, but for the Washington Commanders, for me, I need to see Carson Wentz and what he could do before I'm backing any team can led by this? him. Plain and simple. Can I say this? You're willing to back a Jalen Hurts led team. Correct. But not a Carson Wentz led team. This is the most unbelievable evaluation I've seen in NFL in the last decade. Carson Wentz threw 27 touchdowns and seven picks last year. Now, granted, those seven picks all made Sports Center top five best, uh, plays, right? <laughs> like they were, I mean, they, they were like, I mean, Tom Cruise worthy, you know, Mission Impossible. I mean, it was entertainment at its highest level. But at the end of the year, he was 27-7. and Jalen Hurts led the Eagles in rushing attempts, led them in rushing yards, and led Mm -hmm. them in rushing touchdowns. That's not 
something that you can duplicate from year to year. And I think without having his stats right in front of me, he was somewhere around 16 and, uh, and 10 or 16, 13 touchdown interceptions. So I'm saying the commanders have the most proven commodity at quarterback. And I don't know if Nick mm-hmm. Sirianni is going to let Jalen Hurts actually play quarterback. You can't win in this league if your quarterback is leading your team in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and touchdowns. Lamar Jackson got away with it, but, I mean, he's Michael yeah. Vick from a talent standpoint. Jalen Hurts isn't either one of those guys athletically or size-wise or speed-wise. So, you know, I, I get why people are buying Philly. I love what they did this offseason. I just think the bridge you have to get over from – talented team in the NFL to successful team in the NFL is a lot farther than people think. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm nervous about Philly, too. I'm close closer to Sean's point of view here. I don't think they're an afterthought by any stretch of the imagination. But they're going to be a team that is a tough out. You, you know, that that team on your schedule is a, you're going to be uh, asked a lot every time they you face them. But well, Philly does uh, have a really easy schedule. It's easy. It's yeah. easy. It's an easier schedule, but certainly, you know, if you 12 to one to win the NFC, I'm not saying I'm all over that by any means. I did like them to win their division, but uh, Sean, I guess I'll, I'll go to you and then Drew to win the NFC East. If I were to ask you, pick a team, are you sticking with the commanders as that by low team and to win their division? Yeah, I am. I mean, the giants don't have any shot. So, I mean, I mean they, if, if this was soccer, they'd be relegated to a lower level. They'd be playing, they'd have been playing the USFL championship this past Sunday. And Dallas, I mean, Dallas is an enigma. I mean, who knows? I mean, they lost uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, they lost the other receiver is hurt. I'm sorry for not not being able to call these names, but it, it was Fourth of July yesterday. So there was some hydrating. <laughs> Michael, 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 Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Yeah. Yeah. In Vegas, Fourth of July. Yeah. I'm so, I'm right. just happy you're on the show this I mean, early. Oh, and I mean, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Wilson is not a game changer, but I mean, he was a, a legit player for them. Didn't yep. they lose the majority of the offensive line? You already know, you know, Tyron Smith, when he's healthy, he's probably the best in the league, but he hadn't played a full season. They went out and drafted a guy from Tulsa that should still be in college. I mean, there's no way that you start in, uh, what was it, Tyson Smith, I think is his name. You're not starting him on the team that's winning the division. I mean, people said Ezekiel Elliott was old before COVID, and here he is, you know, still getting announced as a star running back. So, I mean, they got some legit issues. You know, the league has a whole year of film on Michael Parsons. And where we've seen Michael Parsons, we've seen him announced in the hockey game. We've seen him sitting ringside at the fights. You know, we've seen him announced in the UFC fighters. I'm not saying don't enjoy your life, big fella, but historically, when you have a big season early in your career in that league and you're on the – I want to be in the spotlight circuit. There's generally some regression the following season. So I'm definitely not buying the Cowboys. And listen, I know Sarah Fly, Eagles Fly. I get it. But I, they got to prove it to Big King. They got to prove it to me. I'm I'm not saying they can't do it. But I'm saying I'm going to sit back and watch it happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, there's buzz every year around a team that made the playoffs last year from the NFCs that people think is going to make the next step. People were backing Washington football team to win the Super Bowl last year. Like that was a very popular offseason mm-hmm. take last year. And I was like, man, you know, that that amount of buzz for a team that, um, you know, overachieved last year, frankly, uh, is a little scary. Um, expectations are high. And a lot of the kind of core in the trenches, especially for the Eagles, they are some older players. 
and expecting those guys to stay healthy with the longer season. Um, NFC in general is wide open. I get it, but uh, you know you're going to need some things to break your way if you're the Eagles, and you're you know they're catching a lot of buzz. Yeah. So one more team, Sean, that I know you like, and you think a time to buy in on them coming out of the NFC South possibly is going to be the New Orleans Saints. And most teams I can make an argument for or against, and I have a read on them. There's two I don't. Minnesota Vikings over my head, don't know what to make of them. And the New Orleans Saints, honestly, I don't know what to make of Jameis Winston now. And obviously with the new head coach and now kind of looking at their win total, sitting at eight and a half, they're plus 375 to win the division. And if you want to go as far as looking at them to come out of the NSC, 20 to one. I mentioned Jameis Winston coming back from tearing his ACL and, and leading this team. And I love following his workout and training videos. I do. But as it comes to betting this team, what do you make of them? And ultimately, how should we attack them in the market if we're going to buy low on them? I mean, I feel like you have to buy stock in the Saints. Like, I feel like I'm giving you crypto when it was $150. <laughs> You've got to get it. Like, I, it's, it's going to get to 60000 trust me. Like, that's how high I am on the Saints. The Saints went 9-8 and eight last year without Michael Thomas and without Jameis Winston for the majority of the year. Now, people are the reason the stock has so much value is because there's no Sean Payton. So for years, people have trusted the Saints because of Sean Payton. But that's really the only change. Like, the great thing is they promote it from within. They maintain a lot of stability on the staff for the most part. And you get Jameis back in what's basically a contract year. And Michael Thomas is playing. And you drafted Chris Olave, who I don't think had the biggest upside in the draft, but I did think he was a guy that was – plug and play ready because he's a technician his route running is, is elite you still have alvin kamara in the backfield and the saints are going to be tremendous on defense i just think at some point and i'm a bucks fan you guys know that boom 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 i love when those cannons go shooting <laughs> off and raymond james but i saw what brady looked like when that offensive line was decimated with injury in the rams game in the playoffs now you lose both guards I mean, at some point, Tom Terrific gets old. Is it this year? Is it because the offensive line in front of him has weaknesses? I mean, basically, the Falcons are taking a punt because they they, they signed Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota had one group of plays for the Raiders last year. The first play he got in the game, he got hurt every time. So there's no way he's going to line up and play 80 snaps for more than three weeks. And then when we go put a Felipe Franks in the game, I mean, we're going to put uh, Desmond Ritter. I mean, this is the, the Falcons have punted. The Panthers, I just, you know, I think Matt Rule is a good coach, but I think the ship has sailed in Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the players believe in rules, so that's a tough spot to be in because they know he's not going to be there. So now we're just talking about, okay, the Bucks and the Saints. So why not the Saints? You know, people forget <laughs> this about Jameis. You look at Jameis' career stats, he's not a bust as a number one pick. And he did throw for 5,000 yards and, and 40 touchdowns. I know he threw a whole lot of, I mean, 33 touchdowns, I think. I know he threw a whole lot of picks, but the talent is there. And the pieces around him are there. So I think there's a lot of value on the Saints, a lot. Sean and I are reading from the same cheat sheet today. Yes, you um, guys are. I could not agree with this take more. Uh, and I can only add to this that the Saints start their season 
at the Falcons, which we agree is a buy. For, you know, it's a, that's a that's a that's a win for them. Uh, they host the Buccaneers, who go to New Orleans and play awful for whatever reason. The Bucks go to always, New always Big Easy, and they just they can't they can't put together a solid. Saints have beaten quarters. the Bucks in four straight regular season no. games. They have their numbers certain. And then they're at the Panthers, so you have you start your season with three divisional games. You should be three and zero realistically after those three games and the Buccaneers, they may start zero and four. The Buccaneers schedule to start the season is very, very challenging at Cowboys at saints, hosting Packers, hosting chiefs. Um, you could be very looking at, you know, three and O team in division. That is, uh, you know, with the Buccaneers, zero and three potentially, at, you know, just before you even get to the month of October, you're going to capture a lot of value. If you buy low on the saints right now. The only cold water I could throw on the Saints is Alvin Kamara. What will happen with him if he ends up being suspended? Their backup is Mark Ingram, TBD, but Jarvis Landry added regardless of Michael Thomas. Hopefully he's okay. New head coach Dennis Allen replacing Sean Payton. You guys have have actually convinced me to buy in on the New Orleans Saints, and I'm not just saying that. Looking at their win total, eight and a half, seems like a good play to the over. It's minus 105. Maybe taking a shot at the plus 375 to see if they can beat Tom Brady and the Bucks and win that division is a juicy look, a team to buy low on. Again, realistically, they'll be favorites to win the division by by the end of September. That's not crazy. You can get a better number, yes. And and honestly, the – the Kamara suspension, I think, will come, and it, they will—he will miss time of being a season. But this, this, any kind of enthusiasm on the Saints is basically banking on Jameis Winston coming back off of the ACL and being mm-hmm. anywhere close to the player we saw last year, which was hey, hey, very, Kamara, very good. Yeah, Kamara hasn't been a thorn in their side. That hasn't been a story that's even come up again in recent, you know, history. So unlike Deshaun, where that thing keeps gaining layers and. You know, create Fair more point. attention. Kamara's kind of flew under the radar, so he could very easily get just one or two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's keep an eye on it. Box have a really hard schedule, the favorite now, and with the Saints starting off easy, this might be the time to get the best number for the New Orleans Saints. Sean, we very much appreciate you joining the show today for all of your insight. Teams to buy in on now, both in the AFC and NFC. In the meantime, if you're listening and watching, follow Sean on Twitter at RealSeanKing. Make sure to check him out with Tim Murray. He hosts the Nightcap weeknights on VEASAN. Um, so, Sean, thank you again. Have a great rest Sarah, of your day. Look forward to DMing you for all of your Sarah. winning picks. Come, come let the doctor cure you, man. I'm just telling you, we got it. Whatever you need, $1.55, we could make your life change. Come I got to go to Vegas and spend some time with Sean and make some money. Sean, thank you again. It's a Tuesday. He's bringing Friday energy. On yeah, that was great. I got to get out it. to, uh, I got to get out to Vegas. I feel like, oh, yeah, for sure. Win me some money. He seems like he had a great 4th of July. So. Uh, getting a little bit later here into the day and on our show, and that means we give out our edge of the day. Our best play, you mentioned off the top, you had a tennis look. Let's hear it. Yeah, so tomorrow morning we have uh, an interesting quarterfinal between Elena Rabakina. Uh, some people call her Rabakina. I think that's a very unflattering pronunciation. Rabakina, much more uh, much more pleasant. Uh, she's taking on Aliyah Tomoyanovich. Uh, Tomoyanovich sounds like Eastern European. She's Australian. Uh, 
um, and actually formerly dated Nick Kyrgios, uh, tennis's, uh, you know, Australia tennis's, Fun uh, fact. you know, uh, super couple there. Um, anyway, this is a very close match. Uh, the market says Rabakina has about a 60% chance to win. I'm closer to 55, 45 here. Um, but the important thing is you have two relatively inexperienced players at the grand slam level who are at a very late stage of this tournament. And what that usually portends is a little bit of tight tennis when the going gets tough and so whoever wins this first set getting tight in the second set uh, and ultimately forcing this into a three-set match seems entirely plausible um and uh, i think in general tomoljanovic tomoljanovic who was not great against rabikina in madrid on clay has been playing much 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 better on grass in general this is her surface to do anything of note um rabikina has broken out at this tournament but in general i don't fancy as a particularly strong grass player so this is going to be a close one it's going to go three my edge of the day is over two and a half sets at plus 140 if you can find it if you can't uh the game's over um at 21 and a half is a fair play as well okay rooting for this to go three sets and the plus money we do have a question viewer question sure. coming in right now for your tennis handicap <sighs> it's actually a great question scott and i'm happy you asked it because i'm also now very much invested in non-stavor so how do we yeah hedge <clears throat> The way this is not a pure hedge, a pure hedge would just be basically find, uh, you know, odd <clears throat> ons is about, uh, you know, as, as good of a price as you're ever going to get for uh, the outright market. And there are some places like uh, that hang a two way, what is called a two way market, uh, where you basically can bet yes, she will win or no, she will not. Right. And that is the purest way to get a hedge out of a position that you have significant equity on. Uh, I am not playing that for what it's worth. I think uh, riding this out is completely realistic at this point. Um, and I think um, there's really only two women in the draw at this point who can win this title. It's Anz Jabor or it's Simona Halep. Uh, and if you want to grab some Simona Halep to win Wimbledon at a, uh, a decent price, and it, because basically if Anz gets upset before she gets to the final, um, then all of that equity just washes right into uh, the Halop, um, you know, the Halop mm -hmm. bin. So, um, if you want to cover any kind of staking on ons, I would just back Halop to win Wimbledon, um, as, and instead of uh, trying to find a pure hedge. What are the odds right now for Halop to win Wimbledon for? Oh, I think three to one ish is available out there. Um, okay. most of the markets come down when action is live. And right now there is no women's tennis live. So one plus one seventy five on points bet right now. Perhaps. Yeah, they're they're a little bit more aggressive because they, you know, they're smart um, and the futures book is well priced. Realistically, I think you can get better than two to one out there on Halp to win Wimbledon. And that's a fun way to cover any stake on Jabor. OK, that's a great way and noted for obviously not just our viewer and listener, Scott, but also for myself as we are on the <laughs> backers on this show. My edge of the day going to golf and maybe Sean King's energy came on and is putting me on a winning spell. I sure hope so. Uh, I'm going to get involved in the Scottish Open. And the field, by the way, is pretty absurd. It's ridiculously loaded. And I'm curious to hear what you make of my play. I have some friends and, and sharper handicappers in the golf space. And a name that stuck out to them and then myself was Will Zalatoris at 28 to 1. I think because of the loaded field, it offers some value in the outright market. I think his first PGA Tour win is coming. He's been an incredible form. Look what he's done as of late. He's finished sixth or better in six of his last eight starts. More importantly, uh, he's finished runner-up in the past two majors. And I think the slower greens this week at the Renaissance Club can help him. So 28 to 1 for Will Zalatoris, a guy that you've certainly talked about quite a few times throughout the last couple of months on our show. 
goes to win the Scottish Open is my play. Big number. Well, he's definitely coming in top 20. That's all he does at these tournaments is finish top 20. Uh, tied second feels like maybe maybe standalone second. Um, but no, I'm I'm just kidding. Will Zalatoris get that first title? I think he's uh, also very live for the Open proper at St. Andrews. Looks get an like even better form. Be... He's in good form and just get an even better form for, yeah. for St. Andrews, hopefully. Weather so. looks beautiful. Love watching uh, some some Lynx golf. Uh, this is going to be two fun weeks on on the over in uh, over in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate everyone joining us today on this Tuesday here on Bet the Edge. We are going to be back on Friday with myself and Drew. Jerry Coucher is going to come on and Von Delzell, and we'll do a whole weekend preview and exactly what we are betting. But thank you for joining our NFL Teams to Buy Low on Now preview for today. And of course, we got some picks for the week, weekend, and even tomorrow on the tennis space. I have one thing to end with. Let's go on Jabor coming up here in a little bit. Well, Drew Jensik, I'm Sarah Perlman. Thank you for being here on Bet the Edge. We'll see you guys back here on Friday. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.